Kimberly here. This is Macabish, cults, classics, and horrors. We're talking films, series, books, and life, and we're starting right now. Does it also have a disclaimer at the beginning and end with them saying, you motherfuckers are watching this thing for free? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, no. It's um, the one that I the because they redid their opening. So the one that I have, it actually like they thank you for for buying the Blu-ray. <laughs> nice. But in the special features, it has multiple different disclaimer openings. Oh, so okay. I guess for every one that they did they just included all of them. Nice, nice. Yeah, I put a clip of it in my stories because I was like, this is new. I've never been greeted this way when watching a movie. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. They're they're both appreciative and incredibly insulting at the same time. <laughs> oh, so this is, this is the kind of movie this is going to be okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I want it so badly for Todd to have had a body double it's not. <laughs> I was like trying uh, to the TV. It's like trying to close my eyes and watch at the same time. That was weird. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the <laughs> that's the full Todd. Full Monty. You know, human body and all. I just wasn't ready. So if somebody said there is full frontal, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I wasn't ready for it the first time I saw it either. I'm always prepared to see dicks. That says a lot about you, I think. (laughs) We're seeing more and more now. Is that what didn't used to be a thing? It was just like boob. Always boob. Right? If it's full frontal, it's definitely a lady, not a man. 99% of the time for comedy, though. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because dicks are funny. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How you got into the movie business? Uh, movie business stuff was all accidental. <laughs> Have y'all ever you've seen the movie Office Space, haven't y'all? Yes. 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 Okay. Um, so basically, they started doing that at the company I was working for. I'd been working for a company called JCPenney Life Insurance. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't sell life insurance anything. We just worked on computers. So they started doing those, those type of layoff things that they were doing in the movie office space. And uh, I was like, Oh man, I'm just going to just find things to do every day to screw around because they basically, we, we didn't have jobs anymore. And they're like, if you stay here for like a year and a half, we'll give you a severance package. And if we let you go. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll stay here and do nothing. So after a while that got really boring. So we started coming up with things to do at work. We would like play hacky sack, stuff like that. And I would get on like dating websites back when you when it wasn't cool to do it. So uh, I would get on those, and this lady was like, "You should be an actor and come out to be in this movie." And I was like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> so <laughs> I did it, and it ended up being a real movie. Uh, it was a unfortunately, it was a bad movie called Bells of Innocence. It was a Chuck Norris movie, and I was an extra in that. And then this guy at work later on invited me to come out and be in another movie. I thought, but it was the same movie. And uh, after I'd parked my car, there's a guy there that was taking me to set. And he told me he was the stunt coordinator. So I told him I was a stunt man, which I wasn't. And I ended up doing stunts for that movie. 
and I'm still hurting from doing it this day, like <laughs> almost right. 20 years later. So that was how I started in the business. And then after that, I started working on a lot of really bad independent films. And I was like, man, I got to do something different. I got to start learning how to do this stuff on my own. So I started learning how to do every job on each movie set. And then it came time to do Cherokee Creek because Billy Blair and I had both been in a really bad Bigfoot movie called Bigfoot Wars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so because Thanks. Bigfoot Wars turned out so bad I, and I got so pissed off about it, I was like, I'm going to write a really cool Bigfoot movie. So that's what I did. Was, was that all it was? Was that you were just sick of them not turning out so well, all the Bigfoot crap? Yeah, there were so many bad Bigfoot movies then. That was, uh, I think Exist had came out, but that was it. Like, that was the only one that was good. But I knew I had to make something totally different than that. I didn't want to make Exist over. Mm -hmm, yeah. So I was like, how could I make something good, but totally different? I was like, well, I haven't seen any comedy Bigfoot movies. So maybe if mm -hmm. I, at least not one that was done well done. Yeah. So I was like, if I could kind of combine like American Pie and a Hangover with a slice of uh, Pulp Fiction, <laughs> maybe I, maybe I could do that, you know. So I just, I just, <laughs> thanks. It just, it just became make this movie as, as fucking wild as possible, almost turning into like every scene into like some viral video that was either going to make someone laugh or piss someone off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a blast, man. Thank you. Appreciate you checking it out. You did everything in that movie. Everything. How did you do everything? It really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, basically, we, I, was, I was interviewing people to do crew positions, and they were all, all lined up to do it. And then they would say, uh, yeah, I, I read the script, and, uh, you know, if I do this, I think it's going to hurt my career, or my wife will divorce me. You know, I, I, I totally always was getting that from all the guy parts. And I, and I think even most of the women who were going to play the role of Caroline, they started getting cold feet at the end, too. So most of the move, people in the movie had to be recast several times, oh, okay. <laughs> which was great, though. It's kind of one of those blessings in disguise, because every time something bad happened, we, had, we ended up getting better and better people. So I think we finally ended up with the right cast at the end. But it was that was all purely accidental. How many movies did you do before Cherry Creek? Uh, as far as uh, I hadn't directed a feature, I directed a short film called Why, and I think I directed one other short. I started directing music videos and stuff like that, but it was my my first feature to direct and do all those crew jobs all on all at once. So that was uh, that was a lot to to take on. But when you're spending your own money, you make sure you're really good at everything quick. <laughs> right. That makes sense. How long did you're it like, take? I, I got to make sure I know what the hell I'm doing. It, it, the funny part about that, the first day to, to use all the equipment uh, was the opening scene of the movie with the hunters. Like, And we only had one day to do that because uh, the guy that was sitting in the front of the boat that was playing more of the asshole guy, um, his name's Terry Dell Parks, and he was going to quit acting. I don't, I don't know what happened. I guess he had a discussion with his wife that, Hey, I'm going to stay home and quit traveling so much and being in all these movies. Cause he was killing it at the time. He was appearing in a lot of TV shows and movies. And I was like, man, I, I got to get this done then. So he kind of kicked me in the ass and said, if you want me to work on your movie, you have till this day to shoot this and I'll work on it for one day and that's it. So we had one day to get him in and out. So that made me write all his stuff first. 
and I bought all the gear because nobody else would do it for me. So I was like, shit, I'll just buy all the stuff and do it myself. So I was learning how to use a lot of that new gear that day. (laughs) So no pressure. And it was raining constantly that day. And Mm -hmm. like everything that could go wrong was going wrong. We, We did have a drone pilot come out to do those few drone shots and like on uh, the second drone shot, it crashed into that that water. Oh Jesus! And I was like, "This shit! This is turning into a shit show, really quick." <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say gear, like, do you mean like the cameras and the audio yeah, equipment? Yeah, I bought everything? that. Gear, I bought the camera, a specific camera for that. It was a Sony A7S Mark II because I'd heard how great they were at shooting at night. Mm. So I was like, "I've got to get this camera that can shoot really good night stuff." So I I was using that camera for the first time that day and it came in. And then I was using this gimbal. Uh, I think it's a Ronin gimbal um, for all my Steadicam type stuff. Nice. And, uh, we were learning how to use all that that day as well. So it was just like, it was like, man, it, it, and it was all based on his schedule. And he wasn't lying. I mean, like he literally quit acting that day and he never turned around. I think oh, he wow. like deleted his IMDB account or he, huh. took, you know, took all his stuff down. He he never really did anything else after that. That was the end of it. And I, don't, I haven't spoken to him really since then either. Hmm. So it was just like, man, this guy really fucking quit. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it, yeah, the pressure was on. It was raining that day. Everything that could go wrong was going wrong. So the shot uh, where he dies in the movie, that was that was like, it was almost pitch black outside. I'm screaming and yelling at the effects team. Please get this shot done. We're we got, we got to get this shot. The light's going to go and he, we don't have him anymore. He's quitting acting after the day. <laughs> you know? We got to get this. And I, I just happened to get it. I mean, it was so much freaking luck that we got that. Was that your, that, that one day, was that your legit first time like directing like in a, like a full feature form form? Right. Yes. It yeah. Was. Wow. Right. Jesus. And he'd been, in, and he had been in a lot of big stuff. So I'm like, okay, this guy's, you know, I, I mean, I gave him a little freedom to improv and stuff like that. Yeah. Billy text Billy and go, where are you, dude? Billy, are you doing your movie star shit to us? <laughs> <laughs> He's still late. <laughs> How long did it take you to, to do the movie from start to finish? I want to say like six to nine months. It was somewhere in there. As far as shooting days go. Every, all the shooting days were always half days mm-hmm. because the location we had picked, we thought was away from everything. You oh. know, it's in the middle of freaking nowhere. So you're like, Hey, we, we should be, uh, we should be good, mm-hmm. but we weren't because you could hear planes like every 60 seconds up until oh, 11 PM. So I was like, dude, we, we can't start shooting this until 11 PM every night. And then we'd have to wrap at four. So you, you, you know, you weren't getting a whole lot of time to, to film with people. But um, they weren't exactly loving it. So, we're just well, talking about Cherokee Creek and how long it took y'all to make it. Oh, God. What was it? Six months? Yeah, that's what I was telling them. I think it was six to nine months. But we, we uh, as far as shooting days, I think it was like 24 half days or something. We didn't have a whole lot of full days. But when we did have a full day, we would shoot like 20 hours. So. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah, the poor guy that played Bigfoot, I think he got there at noon on a Sunday, and then he left on Monday morning, like, at 8 in the morning. <laughs> you know, that was the funny – that day was funny. Because uh, we had we had him for, what, one whole day? 
I mean, yeah, from the, the morning. Had to agree, we had just enough money to, and the whole funny thing about how this was going. So we shot that whole opening day, right? And then I put that together and I was like, holy shit, this looks like a fucking awesome movie. So I was like, <sighs> now we're going to try to keep, we're going to try to use these scenes to raise money. So we did the Indiegogo stuff back then. And we weren't, we didn't have a whole lot of connections then. So uh, it was one of those things as, as we would shoot uh, a few scenes here and there, people would give us a little bit more money. And that just, that gradually happened through the whole thing. And then luckily during one of our big shoot days, we had scheduled Billy booked uh, the James Cameron, Robert Rodriguez movie, Alita. Yeah. Yeah. So that ended up being another blessing because he, he was getting called to set to hang out for certain days he was going to work and then he didn't work. So they'd have to pay him for those days. And then I was like, dude, you got to help me with these strippers. So, <laughs> so he helped pay for the strippers in the movie. <laughs> that was a blessing right there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, he, and you're still getting paid off that thing. You've been getting some nice checks. I got it. Yeah, man. I got to, I got to tell you, I would love to do another little battle. <laughs> Yeah, those kind of things help pay for the movie so it was one of those things that it, it would just gradually go and then people weren't available either because they were doing other movies and billy had, so the schedule just kept getting so messed up it would it wasn't that it was taking six months to film because of of anything other than people's schedules and i think the guy that played uh my nephew in the movie jared he ended up booking like this play so we could only like use him like two or three times a month. Yeah. So everyone's schedule was always based on, it was such a pain in the ass to try to get that campfire scene done where we're all sitting around the campfire mm-hmm. and then trying to get all, you know, get the strippers signed and then getting everyone to show up for the strippers, which that one wasn't quite as hard because of course, then everybody wanted to work on our movie when they heard we were filming the strippers. <laughs> and then they never came back again did they billy they're like oh man i could come out they're like i know you're doing everything but i'll hold the boom pole that night you know and you're like oh great that'd be helpful yeah <laughs> man was, yeah. some of those days were nightmares uh even having like i think one of the strippers caused us a freaking you know night having a nightmare we always had nightmares. not even being on set <laughs> oh yeah we actually the girl in the movie that plays the pink hair girl she was a last last second replacement yeah yeah because we had we had well you explain it better todd you had that okay. one we had this from, girl uh, cast and she was i guess she lived in san antonio or something you know and we were shooting over here in um Melissa, texas which is about i'd say 30 40 minutes north of dallas and she was just begging me, oh, please, let me be in the movie, whatever. And I was like, man, I don't know that you're going to drive in from San Antonio and make this. And you always hear these horror stories of not hiring local people to do these things because there's always an excuse that the day of or the day before from the actors saying they can't make it to set. So the right. day before, I, I called her and said, hey, are you at the hotel that we booked you at? And she's like, no. And I'm like, why? Yeah. She's like, I don't feel too good. I'm like, you're not going to be in the movie, are you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> She's like, no, no, I'm going to go to the doctor, but I just think I've got the flu. And I'm like, you're making excuses. You're fired. Goodbye. (laughs) But the thing that sucked, we'd already had, we'd already paid to have her, uh, her head made. Yeah. (laughs) So when when you watch, so you watch the movie when the head gets uh, cut off, it's actually the other girl's head but we try to you know <laughs> make it like the other one. yeah it was like the effects team's like this isn't the girl and we're like yeah we know but just do your best you can 
Well, it was still convincing, man, so it worked. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we looked at some of the stuff in the movie and some of the, you know, some of the shots, uh, like when we first started filming Bigfoot, his face and everything was so kick-ass, but it's all prosthetic. So as you're shooting these 18 hour, this 18-hour long day, start, starts, stuff starts to melt off. Like his face was starting to melt. <laughs> and, no, that, and some yeah, of the effects were like, oh, man, that didn't turn out how I wanted it to. But when we put it, it together, we like, hey, we kind of got a fun, campy movie. So some of these effects that may not have turned out like we wanted are still going to play because the scene is so damn funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about uh, that whole day of having the uh, Bigfoot guy, I mean, we wore him out. We wore him out. It was He was there what was he? Was he there from the morning? No, like yeah, I, after, I had told like him. I said, we got him there at twelve o'clock on a Sunday, yeah. and he left at eight Noon, o'clock on a all Monday the way morning. To the, like the sun was rising up the next day. It, I mean, we had hell, man. I can't believe he made it through it, and he never bitched about it once. <laughs> yeah, but it was funny because at the at the tail end, Todd wanted to do some still shots of him just being menacing, but he was so tired, and. uh yeah, the, I think the makeup on his face was falling, falling off. off. I'm sitting here taking pictures, and I'm like, dude, just get <laughs> yeah. the hell out of here, man. This yeah, yeah, yeah. is <laughs> like, no, just be more, can you give, be more menacing? And, and the guy just looks like so tired. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then, I mean, it was he, he was trying to get it like I don't know, like three tries or four or five, and then uh, like the last time he's like, yeah, could you just be more menacing? Uh, and he goes, ah, just go home, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just go home. We all wanted. We all needed to go home. <laughs> it was horrible and beautiful at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, think that we were having a great time during the movie. And I tell, I tell everybody, I was like, dude, every day that we're on the movie, I think probably the first night we shot, as we were all, you know, when we first kidnapped Pat and we had our ski yeah. mask on, I think that was the only smooth night that we had. Like after oh, yeah. that, it was just like a shit show of disasters to just try to, like people's props would get stolen or wardrobe would disappear. I mean, it was always just some crazy shit. Oh, we're on the we're, Todd's on the phone, bitching some of the actors out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like I mean, we're like it was like so close to like recasting some of the cast members. We're like, fuck it, if he doesn't show up, man, he's out. We'll do it all over again. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, we're kind of like running the whole show. So, so we would get on it, on each other at it. And uh, there were times like, you want to quit, man? We'll do it right now. We had to think <laughs> about it. You know, it's that one thing we're like, nah, let's just, let's just go home, sleep, sleep on it. <laughs> and then, you know, tomorrow will be fresh. Let's just keep going. Just keep going. I mean, it was many of those days. Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. But we we got over it, man. It was great. <laughs> it's funny because we can laugh about it now. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of people probably wouldn't know. A lot of a lot of my scenes were shot later in the movie with different actors playing different people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's I, I your think old the scenes when I'm talking to Pat. That's just a different. That was like a different actor wearing his wardrobe, and I just stuck yeah. him over there. I was like, man, I got I got to get my scenes in the movie now. So. That- we had That's a new come trick. out and film a guy. Well, it actually ended up being one of our relatives that said he wanted to get in the industry. And I was like, oh, sure you do. If you want to get in the industry, come and, and film me in this movie. <laughs> so he did. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I would set the shots up of me and say, hey, okay, so you see how I filmed that? Just film it just like that. And he ended up doing a really kick-ass job for us. No, he was good. He did good. He put up with me, so that's a good thing. That's never easy to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, and you just keep spending your own money, which it, I, I don't. Ha- I didn't have that kind of money, so it was just going on. It was like the whole Kevin Smith wow. thing, just going on the credit card over and over again. You're just like spending more freaking money on your credit card. Oof. So you can imagine, like, if you if you're spending four thousand dollars on a certain night, and then you got everybody's there waiting, and then you got an actor who's like three hours late, and everybody's just waiting. You can't do shit. You're like, where the fuck are you? Well, man, one of the one of the dancers was was like that, man. We waited for her for how long that one day? One I night? think four or five hours she was late. Four or five hours, man. And Todd had to like, <laughs> almost like with a, a hooker, man, like proposition. <laughs> All right, man, if you get here, I'll give you another hundred bucks. Plus, didn't, yeah, I mean, it kept going up. And then finally. I wish it was only a hundred bucks. I think it should get the <laughs> yeah, one that, bucks out of us. Bitch, then then after, after, he, after he says that, then she calls and goes, hey, I'm on my way. Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you guys weren't hungry for the PG version, were you? <laughs> no, no. Oh shit! Are we on like a radio or something? <laughs> no, but every time we did go on the radio, people would be sweating. It'd be funny. Like we'd go on these different radio shows to, to uh, promote the movie, and they're like, "Hey, we've heard you guys talk on podcasts, and you can just tell they were scared we were gonna drop we were gonna drop some f bombs." <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck is he going to say next? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But I think it almost became fun to them because you guys, I don't know how you guys, how did you guys see the movie? Did you see the Blu-ray or did you see it on Amazon or how'd you see it? Uh, Blu-ray for me. the Blu-ray after uh, Mitch told us about the movie. Okay, so then you guys saw the opening where we're like cussing and all pissed off at Amazon and everything and all the people who mm-hmm. screwed us over. So people oh, yeah. that. And they were like, holy crap. They're like, hey, we want the kidnappers to come on. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. And the guy's wife didn't like it. <laughs> she had to look at her face like, eh, bad idea. Remember? I'm trying to remember that. What part was it? It was uh, it was the Satan show, remember? The guy's Satan, uh, the corpse paint show, whatever. Oh, and we were going to go in there with our guns blazing? Yeah, we went in there as the kidnappers right and, they, and he was like dude yeah he, 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 he was, he was cool and they, we had fake but guns wife, like, oh don't bring those in it's gonna freak my wife out or something yeah i know but <laughs> we were in there just to look in her face she was just like she had enough of us remember <laughs> <laughs> well i, I, I want to i think they had us in there for like an hour man they had us we're on really the show for an hour at that. the kidnappers so yeah all the character the whole time it wasn't fun anymore I think we were definitely freaking people out. I'm, I'm kind of glad we stopped doing it because we, we probably would have been canceled by now. We still might get canceled. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I know my wife saw that and she was like, what the hell were y'all thinking? <laughs> people should be used to it by now. Will there be a, a second one? Uh, we'll see. You know, I think me, me and Billy always talk about wanting to do um, – the Switchblade movie that's oh, yeah. kind of in, in in the movie Cherokee Creek. We talk about how we did these Switchblade movies. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's yeah. great. I mean, we, we got we got great ideas of how bringing it in, but it's just it's always the money situation. 
Because well, we, I don't know, did, did you tell them about all the money that we lost? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys ever kept up with the whole go digital thing. There was a company, whenever you do a movie, um, they want you to go through their aggregator, like iTunes, and everybody's like, hey, if you want to get on our channel, you got to go through these people that we work with, and they're going to handle the quality control to make sure that uh, everything's okay with the movie, as far as quality goes, and they'll handle the accounting as far as paying you and everything for us. So we just like went through and we're like, okay, well, let's pick the one we've heard of the most and use them. And this company had been in business for 15 years and everybody I talked to was like, oh yeah, they're great. So we went with that company and before we ever got paid, they stole millions of dollars from all these filmmakers, including us, and just disappeared. Talk about a nightmare. So here we are. So that's another story. That's a whole nother long story. But here, here we are with our movie, and everybody was, like, trying to ban this and not show us on their platform. And if they would show it on the platform, they would hide it so you'd have to know exactly what to type in. Because if you typed in Bigfoot, our movie wouldn't even come up. Like, you had to type in exactly Cherokee Creek, and then you might see it. Uh, but iTunes, for whatever reason, they didn't give a shit. So they're like, hey, we're going to put your movie up here with the studio movies. And then our movie was, like, in the top three horror comedies for a long time against like happy death day to you part two wow. so, That's what like doing it. so what i was doing is i was talking to billy and i was like billy we're in the top three on fucking itunes man we got to spend more money on advertising so i'd throw like 500 dollars on an ad and shit like that so here i am losing even more money thinking we're going to make this huge check we're like our first check's probably going to be anywhere from like 20 to 50 to 100 grand we had no idea what it was going to be but we knew it was going to be a lot and then yeah. I told my producer when she was in California, I said, Hey, stop by, stop by the go digital distributor office and, you know, see how much longer it's going to be before they pay us our first check. And she's like, Hey, I went to that office and everybody said those people disappeared. Yeah. Talk about freaking. Talk about sweating some fucking bullets, man. You're like, okay. So now I've got all this fucking money on the credit cards and I'm putting, I've been putting more money on the credit cards for all the advertising and marketing. And now all this money that we thought we were going to get is gone forever. Out the window, man. So we started like trying to plot a purge. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, oh, it became like a legal battle. Like you had to get with your lawyer and then you had to, it's such a pain in the ass because people can steal your movie and then you have to go spend all this time trying to prove you own the damn movie. Oh, yeah. So it's freaking it nightmare. Huge pain in the ass, but we got all the rights back. But somebody just recently told us that it popped up on another platform. So now we got to go back and get it off those. But, uh, is this, is this still right up now, on there? It's just on Amazon. No, but is it still up on, uh, you said they, it got put back up, Todd? Yeah, they're still up there, man. And, still up well, there? here's the weird thing. The guy that was helping us, uh, there was a guy that helped start this group on Facebook, like Protect Yourself Against Go Digital and um, you know, people like them. They they banned that dude. Like they took his whole account. Wow, he he's, he can't even find a way to contact him now. Wow, he's been banned from from Facebook as far as I know because he was blowing the whistle on all these people, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna take this guy down." Oh, really? They took him off? I didn't know that. The group is still up, but there's no way to contact him. Like where everybody's like, "What's going on with him?" And that's been going on for like a month, I think. So. Anyway, let's pretty, go back. You guys can go back to ask questions about the movie. We, want. <laughs> we could talk about this gloom and doom shit for hours. 
But well, that's kind of what put everything on hold. Yeah, it was like, dude, I don't know. Right now, we don't know who to trust as far as like with these companies like iTunes. It's like, yeah, we still like you to put put your movie, put your movie back on here. And here's a list of people you can you can work with. And we're like, yeah, but can we trust any of these people this time? Mm, yeah. You know, because with the uh, pandemic going on and stuff, a lot of these companies and what I was seeing on the different groups is a lot of people can't even get in touch with these people to get paid. So I'm like, mm. so what the hell are they doing now? Like, are all these companies going to go bankrupt because of what happened during the pandemic? Because they make their money based on movies being made and them handling the accounting. So if there's no mo- new movies being made and they're not handling any of this, their accounts, it's like, well, then they're not getting paid either. So they're going to probably go under. Yeah, we learned a lot about the business being an independent filmmaker. It's just you get screwed like really, really good. <laughs> You know, so, uh, really so bad. Thing. Actually, it didn't. It wasn't in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, when I heard about being screwed this way. I don't mean it this way. <laughs> so that that's kind of why we don't know if there's going to be. You know, hopefully we'll get the movie back out on all the platforms. Uh, we can get our merchandise going again, and we can get back to making money for us this time instead of other people. That's that's the goal. So if it does that again, you know, and it, and it could take off again, we obviously would like to do, a, you know, we'd love to do a sequel or another movie for sure. How does it work when you go to, like, let's say someone like Shout Factory, how they put out a lot of IFC titles? Um, do do they get the rights to the movie now? And, like, they yes, can do whatever they, they want do. for however long they want? or you... Right. It's all in the contract for how long that they're going to do it, stuff like that. The problem with those companies too is they also have to go through those same people that we did. So, uh. so basically, right now, the, the weird thing about distribution is like, say, Sony or Fox or whoever who's like, "Hey, we want your movie." Well, they don't. All, they used to back in the day, like you know, when Blair Witch was out or whatever, they would just buy your movie outright. They'd be like, "Here's a million dollars. We're gonna go do whatever the fuck we want to do with your movie." But now they'll come up with some royalty deal, going, "Hey, well, we're gonna spend three hundred thousand dollars on advertising, blah blah blah," and. <laughs> if money starts to come in, you'll get your cut. Well, a lot of those people want that $300,000 back first. And then you get a, like a 40 or 50%. They're going to take 40 or 50% of whatever it makes. So you may never see a dime going that way. And then they're going to go through those same aggregator people that you had to go through. So for mm-hmm. this movie, I was like, I'm pretty sure I can handle the marketing on my own because a lot of the guys I was interviewing that had these hit movies that were out at every single place, Redbox, everywhere. You would think they were making millions of dollars. They're like, dude, I saw like a check for five grand. <laughs> so I was like, man, I can, I can do way better than that. So that's why I said, I'm going to do it on my own and just go straight to the company and I'll build a fan base on Instagram and Facebook. And a lot back then, it was a lot easier because they didn't have these algorithms. So man, it was just like when whenever we launched the movie on Facebook, it was just getting a shit ton of fans. I think right now, even with our Facebook and Instagram, we've got like twenty something thousand fans for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not bad. That was a really good start. So there's still a lot of fucking people that don't know about the movie, I think. There's still a lot of people discovering it every weekend. I'll get like some random phone call from somebody that have called me through Facebook Messenger or email me saying they saw the movie, kind of like you guys did. So it's it's cool that people are still seeing it. It just sucks that we don't have it out on all the platforms right now and we can't reach the audience that we'd like to reach. Right. 
Yeah, like it's really difficult for us to watch it up here in Canada, and that's that's stupid. It's annoying, right? Oh, it's very stupid. Yeah. Oh, is that where you guys based out of Canada? Yeah, two of us are uh, me and yeah. Chris here. Oh, two of us. Okay. Yeah. All oh, right on. Yeah, man, it was. I, I remember trying to get it up there. Like, I bet you guys had to pay like even more money for the Blu-ray then. Uh, a little bit more, uh, just just because of the conversion rate. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I ordered mine directly through um, Scream Team, so I paid whatever their prices and then shipping and exchange rate. But it was worth it because I ordered about a dozen other movies at the same time. That's badass. Nice man, right Very on. Very cool. I think they just picked up Knucklebones too, another movie that I helped out on and that I acted in. Have you? Obviously, you guys saw Knucklebones because that's how you heard about us. So yeah, yeah. That was filmed a long time ago, so it was crazy that it. You know, during the pandemic, Mitch calls me up and he's like, hey, man, you want to help me edit a director's cut? I was like, if you're cool, coming over and work with me because there's not, there's not a whole lot of work going on. <laughs> I still got to see that version. I saw the old one, right, Todd? Yeah, you saw the old one. The new version's got a lot more uh, graphic death scenes in it and stuff like that. And we cut nice. stuff and added some other stuff. It, it's pretty fun. Cool. Hopefully you guys it. enjoyed that one. Love yeah. that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Second one. The weird thing about that movie is I actually filmed my death scene. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> nice. So I showed up to this guy's house that, that, that played Knucklebones, Tom Zimbride, and he he somehow made that head of me without casting my face or anything. He just like made it. Yeah. <laughs> I show up, he's like, "Hey, this is you. We're gonna melt your face off with a torch, <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna film it." I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> So we filmed that before we ever filmed me in the movie. <laughs> awesome. So we kind of did that backwards, you know. We did. I didn't really know much about the movie at that point, but I knew that I filmed my death scene, and that was all I knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the magic movies! Yeah, back to the subject of uh, sequel for you guys. Like, it, I know I know you're saying that a lot of it's problem getting funding and everything but I think uh, like for me a problem would be losing you two as characters because you were the most entertaining part of the movie right well that doesn't mean we can't come back <laughs> uh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the good thing about Jinx is you didn't see him dead Not that's real. true yeah <laughs> and, uh, you know I mean I push it on his butt with a finger doesn't necessarily mean he didn't have a pulse and uh, for Vinny, he may have a twin brother that's coming to revenge him. You never know. <laughs> this is the number one place for macabre cults, classics, and horrors. For synopsis, reviews, and news, go to macabre.com. Thank you for listening. Signing out. Until the next one.